Welcome back, everybody, to the Stat Post podcast. We're doing another Stat Cases today, uh, our series where we just talk through some interesting cases that we're involved with and just digest some of the learning points. Uh, and today we have Polly, who's going to talk to us uh, about an interesting case she was involved with. Yeah, so what I thought would be interesting to talk about is, sort of generally speaking, when you're in a sort of A to E situation, your approach to that when things don't maybe go to plan. So when you make your interventions and you don't get adequate response. So the case I'm thinking about is, as um, neonatal SHO, I get bleep to deliveries. And most of the time, I dry the baby. And that's as far as my resuscitation goes. And then every now and then, you have to do a little bit more. There was a delivery I went to. Nothing about it in the history, particularly had any alarm bells ringing. Um, And the baby was born unexpectedly in very poor condition. So it was a completely flat floppy, white baby with no respiratory efforts and very slow, if any, heart rate. There's an algorithm, NLS algorithm, which, um, sort of as usual, just start at the beginning. So you dry the baby, position the airway, hat on, change the towel, etc. Um, hat on the baby. Hat on the baby. <laughs> <laughs> you need your hat. I've already got my hat on because I'm in theatre. My, my hat is on. <laughs> the baby's hat is on. So then I've got a midwife with me and we quickly sort of progress with the algorithm. So the first thing you do is try and get some inflation breaths in. And we did our first set of inflation breaths and you're looking for good chest wall movements, which there wasn't any. And this baby is still white, floppy. We have listened to the heart rate, it's very slow. So at this point I said, can you put the tubes out please? Which I was very glad I did. And the algorithm goes that you have to do your inflation breaths until you get good chest wall movements. And only at that point do you move on. So the difficulty then was that we kept doing our inflation breaths and we couldn't get any chest wall movement. So sort of a variety of things you can do at this point. So um, you want to have two-person technique, which we did. You want to check that your airway positioning is good. Um, you want to consider sort of suctioning, then looking at sort of airways, so maybe Goodell. Or if you were more, you know, if you've got the skills, you'd be thinking about intubating maybe. And we essentially just kind of kept cycling through these things and we still couldn't get any any chest wall movement on this baby. So it was quite scary. And, you know, at this point, I'm glad that I put out the tubes and kind of it feels like forever because you're still waiting and nothing's happening and you're still just doing the same things. Actually, even when our help arrived, um, so my senior came and she couldn't do much better. So she took over airway. She asked me to then call the consultant. So we sort of escalated further. She had a few goes intubating the baby unsuccessfully. And eventually our consultant did arrive. And on his second attempt, he managed to intubate the baby. So part of the NLS algorithm is um, you want to be getting a SATS probe on. You've normally got another pair of hands there. So it's something I'll be asking someone else to do as I'm starting working my way through, if that makes sense. Um, and you want a pre-ductal saturation, so you want that to be on the right hand of the baby. And it's worth noting that the saturations you're expecting will vary with time from birth. Babies are used to sort of relatively low saturations in utero. So the target saturations you're looking at, in the first couple of minutes, 60% would actually be fine. But then you kind of, that would increase up, so by 10 minutes of age you would be expecting saturations over 90. And sort of all throughout this, so at this point we've got sats monitoring on things, and the, the baby sats were poor, um, 40s, 50s max. They, they did have you know a prolonged period of hypoxia. It was a very poorly baby that ended up going on to transferring to a tertiary hospital and getting a lot of sort of intensive care. 
So another way that we sort of assess babies at delivery is using the APGAR score. So the components of that, so you're looking at heart rate, and this is very sort of binary. You just want to know if it's fast, and by fast I mean over 100, or if it's uh, between 60 and 100, or if it's less than 60. Really, this is normally just someone putting their hand on the chest of the baby as soon as it's been born and telling you either sort of fast, in which case that's fine, or if it's slow, less than 60, then you're going to be getting the cord cramped and getting the baby transferred straight over to the sesotere. So that's heart rate. So you're scoring either zero, one, or two points there. In terms of respiration, so if they're having a good cry, that gets them two points. Zero would be no respiratory effort, and then one would be a regular respiratory effort. Colour, you, you again, it's zero to two, so either two would be if they were completely pink, which I would say is rare and before um, you know, that first minute score. Zero if they're completely pale, and one would be sort of what I'd normally give a baby on the first um, APGAR score, so they're not going to be pink all over. Um, and then response to stimulation, so like I say, when a baby's born, the first thing you're doing is give them a good, good dry and good stimulation. So I think that corresponds to the G for grimace, or tone. Normally I'm sort of standing, you know, in the corner by my resuscitator and I'm looking as the baby's born by whatever means. They're going to be lifted up. Is that baby just like a sack of potatoes flopping in that person's hands? Or is it nicely um, sort of flexed tone and looking a bit angry with the world? And then on your own examination, you're kind of just lifting up the limbs and seeing does it completely flop back down or have they got a good bit of tone there? At the risk of sounding stupid, until you said the G corresponds to grimness. I thought there was a Dr. Apgar who invented the Apgar score. <laughs> <laughs> Did that. So, so does each letter correspond to the Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, think I think it originally did, um, but it's not how it's written in, in our performers, and I don't really like the letters. So I think A would be appearance. So that's when I was talking about the skin colour. P, pulse, G, grimace, um, which I was sort of referring to as response to stimulation. The other A is for activity, which is tone, and then R is for respiration. It's a bit, it feels a bit forced, doesn't it, that mnemonic? <laughs> it's one of those, maybe they, they've made the name before they've, like, they've done the actual study, they're trying to make it. <laughs> so, so that now, I do have to interrupt the podcast briefly just to explain that uh, Polly sent me an email shortly after recording saying that actually the APGAR score was created by a lady called Dr. Virginia APGAR in the 1950s, uh, and she apologised for laughing at me during that little section. In theatre and in all births, uh, the parents kind of have the choice to have music play, and by the time, so there's me, there were many bodies there at this point, there was the registrar, there was the consultant, we were on about our fourth go integrating. And I kid you not, the song that was playing was um, Enrique Iglesias, I Can Be Your Hero Baby, literally as the consultants trying to integrate the baby. Oh. <laughs> I turned the music off. Oh, God. And I got a glare from a midwife who told me that that was keeping the parents calm. I was just like, literally. How was that keeping the, the I don't know, but the radio was right there playing this music. And I thought, do you know what? If I was integrating that baby, I probably would not appreciate that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I just turned yeah. it off. <laughs> I, I like silent mm-hmm. resuscitations as in yeah. you know, minimal external noise. One voice at one time. I don't know why, but I always remember the music. What I reflect on really is just the approach to your A to E situation where things, like I say, where things aren't going how you want them to go and just trying to keep cool and take a step back and just reassess and keep keep sticking to your formula and sort of remembering, you know, ask us for help early. I don't know if you had any scenarios, either of you. 
No, my interviews always go fine. That never <laughs> happens. It happens more often than you'd expect, I think, than you... The A2E system is, is great, and that's why we drill it into our students. I think accepting, accepting that even though I've done the stuff that should work, still escalating, still getting more people around. Because when you're in that, that situation, your thinking is, is different. You're, you know, you've got lots of things going on. Somebody might come along and think of a different way to do it. Things like, you know, getting task focused. You mentioned the, the intubation there, that you've had quite a few, there were probably four or five attempts, I mm-hmm. imagine, intubation before yeah. success. And actually, a lot of the time, it's just a fresh pair of eyes. I don't know what it is about a fresh pair of eyes, but sometimes it's just helpful just to have a new person. Um, so I think you're never being afraid to, to call for help, whatever stage of training you are, whatever grade you are. I think it was an interesting point that you said, actually, that I was, you said you're really glad to put up that mm-hmm. I put up the tears. And I can't think of a single scenario where I've ever been disappointed or annoyed that I've pressed that to the, you know, the panic button, as it were. Yeah. I've never been annoyed of having lots of senior people around, even if you send them away quickly. That's the advantage, I think, of putting a 2-2-2 out. Yeah. Is if you go, you know, everyone's had them, you go, actually, no, we're fine now. Yeah, exactly. And I've definitely had that. Um, you know, there could be very similar situations where by the time people arrive, <laughs> you know, they come in running and um, they, you know, the baby starts crying yeah. and it kind of looks like, didn't need us then, did you? But you don't, you, you never have that information at the time. You don't know which way it's going to go. And if you don't make that call early then, you know, those minutes really feel like a long time when you don't have that help, you don't have that other sort of power of eyes and hands. And no one ever minds when they arrive. And actually, it's fine. They're like, oh, okay, you know, a bit of a jog over here, I'll I'll go again. Yeah, I think, well, I think if you're in the crash team, it's more, if you get there and they're fine, you're like, good. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think there's, yeah, there's like an element of relief there that, Actually, it's fine. The other thing that I found quite um, shocking from this case is that when you're taught to do your A to E, it's kind of drilled into you, like, call, call your seniors. And I think that makes me think that when my seniors arrive, they're going to fix everything. And in this situation, I don't actually think it ever crossed my mind before that I was going to have all of my seniors there and they weren't going to be able to make anything better. And actually, I just remember just kind of standing there a bit like, oh my God, what what next? Everyone's here. Everyone's doing everything. And you've got this little new baby and it's not looking good. So that was another kind of reflection for me, mm. is that actually, I don't know, seniors... They're not gods. They're not gods, maybe, no. yeah. They're not gods. In summary... For me, this highlighted the importance of trying to keep calm in a very stressful situation, taking a step back, reassessing, sticking to your algorithm, whatever that might be, whatever situation you're in, and early escalation.